We spend too much time listening to the terrible negative thoughts roaming around in our heads. Self-talk is positive. This is a chance to do more of it. This is Jacob's Affirmations. Welcome back to Jacob's Affirmations. Once again, my name is Jacob Espinoza. I appreciate you joining me, getting your day started with some positive self-talk. And I'm excited for today. This is my first interview on Jacob's Affirmations. This is a big deal, so thanks for being here with me. And today I have Alex Ellsbury. And Alex, will you please let the people know a little bit about yourself? What makes you so great? Because you're awesome. Hey, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Um, a little bit about me. Um, I opened a company called Elevate Training. So I run a, a business, a local gym here in Salem, where we actually train people on health and fitness. And I started that after my own journey of losing 85 pounds. Wow. So that, that process really got me started and got me thinking about <clears throat> what really drives change. And so that's what we work on with folks at Elevate Training is trying to create change. That's big. 85 pounds is huge. It was definitely a, a game changer for me in a lot of different ways. Um, 85 pounds as a total loss is absolutely a, a significant amount of weight. But uh, I think the bigger change was absolutely how I thought about myself and how I thought about health and fitness. That's and awesome. that can be a hard hurdle to overcome. Yeah, so let's talk about that because something that I'm really interested in and I, I want to make sure my, my listeners can get from listening to this podcast is what inspired you to take action? What was the change in mentality that allowed you to start focusing on your own fitness first? And then we can kind of talk about taking the leap into your own business. Absolutely. So I think for me, it was pretty clear. As a, a side note, I think a lot of people look for that inspiration or that motivation in a very positive place. And I encourage that and think it's fantastic. But that wasn't my story. So my story was I actually had kind of a realization when a family friend asked me how I was going to play with my grandchildren. And I was still pretty young at the time, right around 20. And I had a great grandpa that, that played uh, sports with us. We built a tree fort together. We were always out being active. And I said, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Awesome. And then the follow-up question hit, which was, if you keep doing what you're doing, are you going to be able to live that way? And that is exactly what started my entire journey was realizing if I map the plan, if I map the next five years or the next 10 years or the next 40 years, if I continue the practice that I've been doing today, is that really going to lead me where I'd want to be, where I choose to be? And if the answer is no, the, that was the change for me was realizing that I had to do something different. And I had no clue what it was, but I knew I had to do something different. And uh, I do think that a lot of folks lean into and encourage people to find motivation and positivity, find motivation in all the good. And I do think that's great. But the greatest changes I've seen in folks is where they realize there's consequences for not making changes. And uh, there's no better way to light a fire than realizing that indecision is a decision. Absolutely. That's a phenomenal point. And I kind of have this in, uh, internal debate with that because I feel like a lot of times people will get uh, 
the positive feeling out of just seeing something motivational. Well, they'll read it oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. be like, that's awesome. I love that. And then that's kind of where it stops, but no change happens. And I think on social media, it's tough because like that's what people want to see. And so that's what's going to bring your audience to you, which is really the point of, of what we're doing, right? But on the other Absolutely. side of it, if you kind of are telling people like, don't eat this because you're going to be fat and you're going to die an early death. Like nobody's going to want to follow that page. People don't Not want to exciting. see that. No, on ab- absolutely. Well, and that's the unfortunate thing is the, the fact of the matter is that the truth doesn't always sell the, the appealing side of truth often sells or even a, a non-truth will sell. But, but reality is that there are decisions and there are consequences and there are circumstances, and the circumstances are exactly what lead us to um, the stage where we get to make the decision and get to have a say in the outcome. And I think a lot of times when you talk about what we see in, in social media and selling from a business standpoint, I certainly am not going out there and telling people, you know, you're, you're going to die or you're going to have health consequences. Um, but that is the truth of the, the matter, and it is an important thing as individuals to realize and to go through is what your life will look like with the consequences, positive or negative, of the decisions you're making. But it's not very likely that it's going to come from social media or come from a business because those do have a, a bit of a, an agenda. And I think it's great that you've got – I've followed your content, and you see both sides of it. I think you see there is a whole lot of positivity and a whole lot of good reasons to be motivated. But I also see the reality of – hey, guys, if you don't get on this, there's things that are going to happen because of that. And I think that's such an important thing to address. Absolutely. And when I'm talking to leaders about creating change in their team, a key component is that is creating dissatisfaction. Now, if people aren't dissatisfied, they're not going to create change. And I think that you really um, tied that into, into your statement very well. So let's leap forward now. Uh, starting your own business, it's a pretty crowded space, right? personal trainers, Absolutely. fitness in yeah. general. So how do you take the leap of faith? What did that look like for you? Um, well, I, yeah, it was certainly a leap of faith. It was definitely a change for me, and there were a, a lot of things that went with that, um, that, that that change entailed. But in one sense, it really it wasn't a leap. And what I mean by that was it was a thing that I knew I had to do. It was something that it wasn't about – winning or losing or being uh, successful or successful or failing, it was something that I knew that was the step that scared me the most, and that was exactly where I needed to go. So in that sense, I do see uh, how it is a, a leap of faith and how it is uh, kind of a scary endeavor to do, but I think we all have that inner voice that tells us exactly the, the darkest room or the, the biggest monster that we have to go deal with. And that's exactly what it was for me. It's just taking on the thing that scared me the most. Can you, can you kind of give us some – I want to get some context there because I feel like for a lot of people, the thing that is scary, they, are gonna, they run away from it every single time. So I'm wondering for you, like how did you realize like this thing is scary? That's why I should go there. That's a signal that tells me this is – I'm in a bad direction. Um, because we choose what, what we look at and that provides perspective and shadows. And so in that sense, you know what you're avoiding looking at. And so I think we all have that inner dialogue that we're, we're, we don't want to have certain conversations with ourselves. We don't want to have certain 
kind of honest conversations with ourselves because we know that it's not going to be a fun one to have. And so for me, that's really been a great uh, northern star to look at and go, what is the thing that scares me the most to deal with? Because that's the biggest avenue for growth. It's really the thing that I, I procrastinated and put off and, and tucked away and tucked under the rug that is exactly what's going to unlock that next level of my own personal development. And that's been true time and time again, that um, I'm the one who hides the, the challenge, and then that becomes a bit of its own game of kind of avoiding, avoiding dealing with something. So I, I've taken the opposite approach in my own life, or at least I try to. It's always a work in progress. But every time something seems uh, as, as, it's a, as if it's a massive undertaking, as if it's too many steps, as if there's too much to know and I couldn't learn it, that's exactly when I know I need to put one foot in front of the other and start to tear down that thing and deconstruct it, take it into the individual steps that make a difference. Um, as the Chinese proverb goes, a journey of a thousand steps begins with one. So I think for me it was realizing that there is no thing too, too great that I can't deal with, but it's me who makes it scary. It's me who inflates how big it seems, and it's me who stops me from taking the step that's going to bring me closer to where I want to be. That's awesome. Thank you. So I'm curious if you, uh, you have insights here, but when you have a new client walk through your door, what are the signs that you look for? How can you kind of gauge how invested that person really is or how committed um, they're going to be to the process? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that is a, that's a great question. I do think that there's a sense about us. I, I think we all have that internal sense of when we meet somebody, whether or not we're going to get along um, or whether or not they're going to be our best friend. And so I, I do feel like there's a sense when I sit down with somebody uh, where you kind of get a, a gauge of their level of seriousness or their level of commitment. But uh, I am regularly wrong, and people shock me all the time. But I think some of the consistent traits I find is that uh, when people track down personal trainers, they'll often use words like accountability. And that can be a gray area for me because – in one sense, I can provide great accountability in developing a structure and a plan and a program and all the ABCs of what we're going to be doing. But in a very literal and practical sense, I can never do the accountability where I get you up in the morning or I make you show up or I drag you in after a long day of work or I make you eat the right foods. Um, that's not the role that I want to play and it's not the role that I do play. So I think a lot of times I have a bit of a hint when somebody says, you know, I really struggle with accountability, that what they're saying is I'm hiring you so I don't have to hold me accountable. Um, and certainly that's not always the case because I do work with people who want the accountability of give me a clear plan so I can stay on track, that uh, they don't quite know where they need to be, and I can, I can uh, fill in that gap and give them some guidance. But I think people like to outsource their accountability, and that's a telltale sign that uh, that person isn't going to see great long-term results. Because any time we give up our personal responsibility to m discipline ourselves to do the task, to make ourselves do the thing, even though we don't want to do it, the second we say it's somebody else's job to make us do it is the second we give up the ability to be in control and decide the outcome. I love that. That is big. That is a big deal right there. We need to hold ourselves accountable. And I, I love that idea of outsourcing the accountability 
where like I'm not responsible for my own results. It's actually your job now because I'm paying you to do this, which isn't isn't how saying, it works. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it's something we do a, a million and one times a day. It's something that we do when we go to work and we say, well, my boss didn't tell me or um, you didn't say I had to do it that way. And we might have thought in the, in the task or in the job, you know what, we should probably do it this way. If it were up to me, I would do it this way. And we sidestep that and we don't step up to the challenge. We opt for what's somebody else's job or responsibility to deal with it. And in my world, when we talk about health and fitness, that is such an easy thing to do that somebody else fell through um, or uh, I didn't know that something was going to come up at work today or I didn't uh, know I was going to be up so late last night, so, you know, so I'm tired this morning. And we sidestep our responsibility, which is making the decisions that lead to the outcome. And anytime we give someone else the chore or the, the job or the responsibility or the fault, um, that's, our, that's our own internal letting go of holding ourselves accountable or letting go of our role in creating an outcome. And that is certainly something that I see time and time again that people let themselves off the hook by outsourcing that, by pushing it on to someone else and saying it's their decision or their fault that this is why uh, it landed the way it did. Absolutely. Like nobody's nobody's gonna be more passionate about our own results than we are going to be. And I think yeah. that I talk yeah. about this a lot in, in my field with career development, where people kind of wait for career development to happen to them. Um, as opposed to like let's be passionate about it, let's make it happen. Um, owning it yourself and being grateful when we have people that are there to support us, but not expecting somebody else to really push us through the process. That's just not how life works. At all, at any level. It certainly isn't, although a lot of people, a lot of people try, um, and sometimes it even feels, I think that that's the deceptive part, sometimes it even feels like that's the case. We tell ourselves that, oh, so-and-so didn't uh, notice, or, or so-and-so didn't step up, or, or uh, it's somebody else's job to, to keep an eye on me and let me know I'm doing good, yep. and that really, that really is not the trait that I've seen in a lot of highly successful people is those highly successful people are the hardest on themselves and not in a, uh, I'm going to beat myself up. I'm so terrible kind of way. They're the hardest on themselves and they expect the most. They expect the best quality work. They expect to be the earliest there. They expect that they'll be the last one to leave and nobody else is going to make you do excellent. People might, if you're lucky, you might have people in your lives that make you do minimum or all right or okay. If you're lucky. But if you want something above all right or okay or minimum, you're the only one who can expect more out of yourself, who can set that standard higher. And the moment you decide, you know what, I know I'm capable of more than where I'm at today, is the moment that you become the driver and you get to decide the outcome and the destination. And it's not about hoping. Nobody would do that. Nobody would get in an Uber and say, hope I end up at my destination. This guy's got a plan. <laughs> But every day we wake up and we go, I hope someone promotes me or moves me up or offers me a great job or offers me this program. But at the end of the day, you're the one who gets to, when you call the car, say, this is where I want to go. And if you spend more time in the app deciding your destination, plugging it in, than you do in your life deciding where you want to be, then something's backwards here. 
And you've got to take some time to sit down and say, where am I going? And then that's the deconstruction of the thousand steps. What is the first step? I don't have to do them all at once. What is the first step that's going to bring me a little bit closer to that thing? And every day you can raise that standard and get a little better. And I think people astound themselves by how much they're capable of when they do this process. I think it really relates to the uh, the Stephen Covey idea, start with the end in mind and really have that map, have that mentor, have someone to guide you before you get started. Like figure out which direction you're headed, deconstruct it, understand what you need to do to get there, then start moving forward. Well, and the second that you decide the destination, there's going to be a million and one things that pop up and then it becomes the accountability part. Now it's your job to, to tear down these these obstacles. And every time you do, you will become more equipped to embrace the goal. You will become more equipped to move further on the journey. And you will actually be better because you took on the obstacle along the way to the goal. Absolutely. I love it, Alex. You are the man. So let the people know, where can they find you? Where can they reach out to you? Hey, well, you can find us on Instagram and on Facebook at Elevate My Training. Uh, and you can find us online at elevatemytraining.com. And we're here in Salem. At the end of the day, our number one goal is to help people. So it is not about um, – I don't sell any, any particular uh, one-out products. I'm not about getting everybody signed up for my gym. I have a limited amount of space. But what I do want to do is answer any questions that someone has in this crazy world of health and fitness. So if you've got something, feel free to send us a message on Facebook or Instagram, or on the website. Um, I'm always looking to answer those questions and cut through the garbage to get you to the first real step that's going to make a difference. I love it, man. So much insightful information. Phenomenal takeaways from this episode. So let us know, at Mr. Jacob SB on Twitter and Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. What did you take away from today's episode? We'll definitely be having Alex back on. He's a, as a gift, he's a good friend, so I'm, I really am very grateful for him. I appreciate you guys so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you guys tomorrow. 